Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Spectator Report. My name is Taylor Brennan, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Alex and Drew. How are you guys? How's your weekend been? Good. How about you? Awesome. Yeah, it is snowing here in central PA, which is always fun to see. Definitely would rather have sun, but, you know, can't have everything. I miss the snow. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Alex, I will trade places with you in Panama any day. Just let me know. (laughs) Let's get the plane ticket. Let's go. (laughs) Okay, well, let's talk some sports. So the Yankees have had quite the hot offseason, acquiring Corey Kluber and Darren O'Day, comparing them to their sort of ish in-state rivals, the Mets. Who do you think is going to have the strongest rotation this upcoming season? I think that, well, actually, you go first, Alex. Oh, sure. I, I put it on paper because I like, I like putting things on paper. And so uh, when I looked at the stats and, and what, what um, different uh, newscasters, not newscasters, but stat groups, agencies had for stats, uh, projections. I think that the the Mets have a, a better rotation and, and that's even without Syndergaard. Um, but I think once he comes back, I don't, I don't think there's a question. Um, Severino will add a lot of value to the Yankees um, rotation when he comes back, but I, bringing in, Severino isn't bringing in Syndergaard, so I, I think that I think the the Mets on paper have a better rotation. Whether or not they keep it through the season, I don't know. That's the Mets thing to do. They, you know, that's the amazing Mets. They'll find a way. Uh, but I, I think on paper that the Mets have a better rotation. What about you? I agree. Yeah, I think the Mets. I mean, just if you just if you t- if you take health out of the equation, I mean, they're starting their number fourth pitcher is a number one on most teams in Carrasco. So I think that, yeah, you, you can't say the same about the Yankees. I mean, if I look at their number four, Tyon is good, or we don't know what he is yet. So that's, that's. I mean, that's just unfortunate as a Yankee fan. But I think that, yeah, I mean, and then you talk about DeGrom versus Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, yes, uh, amazing. But DeGrom is like the most consistent best pitcher maybe over the last 10 years or something like this so it's yeah. tough to go ahead and it, it's hard to beat DeGrom's stats and I, he's such a huge chunk to that that rotation I, I don't think anything the Yankees have can can touch that I mean maybe CC Sabathia when he first joined the Yankees in 2009 but not, nothing nothing more recent I don't think so so I, I think this goes to the Mets for sure And then speaking specifically about the Yankees with the addition of Darren O'Day, do you think their bullpen looks better or worse? I I think it's, he's a nice addition and and they traded, um, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, Adovino. They traded him to Boston of all places. Um, And so I think it's a, I think it's a largely the same look last year. O'Day will bring some nice uh, additions to the, the back end of the bullpen, but you don't get rid of the issues that you had in the previous seasons. And if you're going to make a run into the, the playoffs, what, what do you give Chapman to the ball or do you, do you trust him not to throw at somebody's head at game seven? You know, do what I mean? so I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, 
the, the issues for me are still there. You don't have that that lights out stuff at the end as they used to a few years ago. So I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I like the signing, but I think we need to do more high ceiling um, guys like that and just get away from the old school mentality like they had in the past where they just had guy that throws a hundred at the back and then, you know, everybody else in the bullpen is just mediocre. I think that the, uh, yeah, I, I, I like him, but it doesn't change the fact that we still have Nick Nelson in our bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you're listening, Nick. <laughs> so far. No, I, I, I get you. I know exactly what you mean. The the problems are still there. They just traded one player off, replaced him, and I don't I think that's still gonna be the the you're gonna have questions about uh Jameson Tyson Tyson's um elbow health, but I think the questions we're really gonna be concerned about is how the bullpen gonna be, especially down the stretch. I think there's gonna be Maybe trade deadline, you're going to be making some moves. I don't know, but a bit nervous of that bullpen, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, if I was them, I would have looked at Robertson again. It's uh, bring like, I think we just need like some more guys that have been there, done that a little bit, as well as the young guys, because sure. you can't have no leadership. No, I, Chapman, the leader. I mean, if he's anything, he's definitely not that. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just, I mean, I, I don't dislike Chapman. I think that I was like very excited when we got him, but I just don't. I feel like if you were working in our, you know, in our space, not in the athletic space, and you were given the task of, uh, you know, a very important thing, and you failed the exact same way twice in a row, I mean. That's fair. That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Eight strikes and you're out. Right. Right. <laughs> like we wouldn't be even talk. They would be like Drew who. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. So Robertson's still available. He's doing a, apparently he's doing a, a February showcase according to Mark Feinstein at the MLB. Maybe they'll be there and they'll bring him back for a third time. I hope. I mean, if they should do that, I, I'd rather that than Gardner. They do oh. not celebrate Gardner again. I, I can't believe – I'm actually shocked that there's still one person from the 2009 team on the team, and it's it's Gardner. I didn't expect that one. And, well, he's free agent now, but he had been up until this season. Just – just Mets, just hurry up and sign him so we can take him <laughs> Right? Off. He doesn't want to – please don't tempt the Yankees. Don't do it. <laughs> so we learned this past week that Tanaka is going back to Japan to play for the Rakuten Golden Eagles. Are you guys sad to see him leave? So uh, I'm not quite sad to see him leave um, the the Yankees. I, I think his time at the Yankees for now has, has come. It's reached its end. I'm sad to see him leave Major League Baseball because I don't think that he was – I don't think – his performance was poor enough to warrant going to Japan just to get a contract. I think I'm shocked that none of the 30 teams signed him. He could have been a, a back of the rotation or back. Yeah. Back of the rotation guy for any team. He could have been a, you know, front end of the rotation for a lot of teams. And he went for 14 million. 
So I'm, I'm curious why. Um, I'm not a fly in that ro- that that room. I'd love to have been, but uh, I don't. I'm sad to see him leave Major League Baseball. What about you? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't miss him in our rotation, but I definitely. Yeah, I definitely think he could. I mean, I'm surprised that the Angels or someone like that didn't just jump at the opportunity to try to get him. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think that he lives in a world where it's kind of like he wants it exactly the way that he want that he, you know, that he's used to. I don't think he was willing to negotiate down or but, outside this little space that he wanted to live in. I mean, I'm sure. Sh- yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, obviously, freaking Arizona. All these teams could definitely use somebody like him. But yeah, but like the Mets don't have fourteen million. I guess that's the thing. He went to Japan for fourteen million. I think that's that's Didi Gregorius money at the Phillies. Poor guy. Yeah, but so I'm 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 surprised. I'm genuinely surprised. Yeah, there was no they can't they can't. I don't understand either. That 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 is a good question. Why why didn't Girardi reach out? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that that would have been a, a good reunion. <laughs> who knows it may still happen who knows <laughs> so switching from the Yankees this past week the Cardinals have officially acquired Nolan Arenado from the Rockies what do you think this means for the Rockies and what do you think it means for the Cardinals so it's not just that they got Nolan Arenado they got Nolan Arenado and 50 million dollars that's if I'm a Colorado fan, I just gave up on that team probably for the next five to six years. That's that's throwing in the towel. That's they didn't. They're not getting anything in return. They gave up their star player, somebody who's been a perennial All Star, you know, Silver Slugger, Gold Glove winner, and they're getting nothing. I I would struggle if I was a Colorado fan to still be a fan of that team. That's that's I don't understand it. I understand going back to Japan more than I understand this trade at all. I just, if I'm a Colorado fan, this is, there's a salary dump, but you're still sending $50 million. I don't know. What what do you Uh, think? I think that this is not, uh, I think this was the writing on the wall situation. I think that with the current formulation of their team, I don't think – I mean, they did get close to knocking the Dodgers off last year, but I don't think that they're going to get to where they need to be to be consistent at that level with these contracts coming up. I think that Arenado is is great, and it has been. And if you can get major haul back for him, that's going to be amazing for them. I think that they're going to have to do the same thing with uh, their shortstop, who I'm blanking on. Is it Trevor Story? Uh, Yes, same thing. He's going to demand big salary, so they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with that. Um, yeah, but last the big uh, big contracts they got, they're going to have there. So they have Charlie Blackman there for the next two seasons. Also, sorry, it's through twenty twenty one, but it's twenty one million for this season, twenty one million next one, and then ten million in twenty twenty three. And then oh. Trevor Story is eighteen and a half this season, and then he's a free agent next season. Um, yeah, okay. it's it's. I from what I read, they're not getting anybody near a caliber of a return, probably because they're giving fifty million dollars. Okay, but I don't. I, I struggle with this one because if you're a Colorado fan, just 
I think I saw, and I, my sincerest apologies because I cannot remember her name, but there was a news article in Colorado from, I think, the Denver Post, and they interviewed somebody, and she asked, are we the Houston Texans of baseball now? So I, I feel so bad for them. It's Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I just don't think that they could – they could not win it all with that lineup, I don't think, that they had. Yeah, but you're getting nothing. True, I just, but I, I, I think I'm sorry, say it again. Wouldn't you rather get next? I feel like you, true, you'd get nothing in like the long term and the short term, but I think that they just didn't want him to walk and then have to, you know, get, you know, get zero or that stupid conditional draft pick thing. They, at least in this case, but, but or actually, I think he did have a no trade or some kind has- of clock. He had a full no trade clause, and he was signed through twenty twenty six, I think. And it was like twenty seven, like twenty plus million, right, or more. Thirty five, thirty five million. He was signed yeah. through the twenty twenty six season. He has a full no trade, so he gets from from what I read on, on MLB trade rumors when he gets to St. Louis, they're adding another final the twenty twenty seven season for fifteen million. He's getting another opt out because he, he has one at the end of this season. He's getting a second one at the end of next season. Like, I mean, it's fantastic for him. I, I'm really happy for him. Um, I, there is the adjustment of going from being the face of the franchise to somebody who plays with Yadier Molina. Um, so there's that that adjustment. But it's, I don't know, guys. This is this is like highway robbery. Like they came and they took him, and and Colorado's getting nothing. I mean, we did the same to the Marlins. We fleeced them too. Do you know what this rem- this reminds me of? Um, um, was it two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven? That time frame when the Phillies went to Houston and they picked up uh, Hunter Hunter Pence one year, and then they picked up uh, uh, Roswell the next, or maybe it's vice versa, the other way around. Um, but it's it just seems like and and Houston got like nothing. I think. It's, I don't know. If I'm MLB, if I'm the if I'm the the union, I'd, I don't know if I'd be too happy about this because I think it's still pending approval from the union and and MLB itself. So, true. Yeah, I mean, I know that Colorado is definitely hit hard probably by this thing, because, but I think that yeah, eventually they're going to have to have a floor. I mean, Tampa Bay is the biggest offender of that. Well, I think I saw. Tampa Bay is the the biggest continual offender, absolutely. And but I think I saw Cleveland's payroll right now is forty nine million. Yeah, which There's is a lot of teams covering there. Which is just it's, yeah. I maybe that's that's what we're seeing. Maybe that's why he went back to Japan. Maybe you're right. I know it's a, the past topic, but you mentioned it. Maybe this is why people teams aren't just aren't spending money. I don't yeah. know. And it's going to get worse unless I think somebody steps in because what's to say that, you know, if you really want to, you know, rebuild, like, I, what do you think that the payrolls were for the Astros, you know, prior to the last five years? They were probably um, like $20. It, I, if, off the top of my head, I don't know. But if you give me a second, I can tell you. Because that's, I mean, you can't have this. It's, Yeah. It's 2013 was 26 million. 
2012 was 60, 13 was 26, 14 was 50, 15 was 72, 16 was 96, then 124, 160, 158. Last year was 76. Yeah. So they got away with a couple of years there. $26 million. <laughs> That's paying everybody main minor league minimum. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, any last comments on that last topic that I feel like you both definitely got invested in? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. So like I said, moving on to another topic that I feel like 2020 had a big stake into was this past 2021 Hall of Fame voting. Were you guys surprised when nobody got inducted? I think I was I was a little surprised because from the conversations that we've had in the in the past and from what I've read, they're starting to I mean this the group of players some of them have ties to or have been mentioned in without uh, direct evidence in some of the the steroid scandals or uh, performance enhancing drug scandals. I was a little surprised because I thought that the the reporters were starting to warm up to letting these guys in the hall of fame. And then they decided this year, no, nobody's going. Um, and then Kurt Schilling decided he's out. He's not, he's going to wait for the, the, uh, what is it? The, the players to decide in like five years, that player board who decides who goes in the hall of fame. He said, no, I'm going to. So I, I think I wasn't su- a little surprised. I was more surprised by that reaction of, okay, I did throw, throw the tantrum. I didn't get in. So now I'm out. So. I feel like, that was his middle finger to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but it, I don't. Fashion. But I, I don't. I don't understand it personally because, what that? What did you gain? You you basically just threw a tantrum like a child and said, "I'm done. I'm going to take my toys and go home." And and hopefully, the the friend down the street says that I can play. I. I think he wants the sympathy vote on that one. He true. I, I'll keep my mouth shut. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'll keep my mouth oh, shut. No, yeah. Kurt Schilling is, yeah, he's definitely not a model citizen by any means. No, I think that's where he got nailed, is that there is the, a version of a morality clause in requiring to think about the morality of the people you are voting into the Hall of Fame, and I think that's where he got hit. But he just threw a tantrum, took his toys, and went home. He's not going to do, like, what is he, who's he going to hurt? He's not going to hurt us. We don't give a shit. Like, he's, it's him getting in the Hall of Fame. So I'm done. I mean, I, I, I could keep going on this one for a while. <laughs> what do you think about in the format, though, for the voting? Because I feel like writers being voters in reality is a stupid way because who's I mean, who's reading newspapers and newsletters? So, and Well, so the writer. Yeah, but I understand what you're saying. But the writers that get the voting, a lot of them, I have an issue with the people who get the, the vote from the baseball writers association bbwa i think it is i have a problem with the people who get the vote and then like they stop playing covering baseball and they haven't covered baseball in 15 years and they still get the vote in the hall of fame and who the hell are you to decide but the people like uh, um if i don't know if he does but if ken rosenthal has a vote to get in the for the hall of fame i don't have a problem with somebody like that who's around baseball all day long and this is what they do but i've got it i don't like the people that have moved on to other things and still get somehow we get a vote in the whole thing. What do you think about having front office people 
people that are actually like evaluating players. I oh. think I don't know about that because I my and maybe I go a little bit back and forth in this because I also had the thought of what if you have the players vote themselves and that was it, just the players vote and who get in. But you guys work with these people every day, so you get to see the good and you get to see the bad and maybe like I don't know. I don't like Frank that walks down the hall for me, so I'm not going to let him get in the Hall of Fame. But so you could run into that, and I don't know that you have that with the writers who are supposed to be more of a neutral third party. But I, I don't, off the top of my head, I cannot think of a, a perfect solution to this other than the guys, who, the people who haven't covered baseball currently should just not get a vote. But what what do you think? You think it's it's letting the front office vote? Well, that's one idea. And then the other idea, which you gave me, is that maybe we should just have the Hall of Famers vote the other Hall of Famers in. That's that's an interesting – but isn't that – so just basically that committee, I, the players committee, I think – I forget what it's called. It has an actual name. Just basically let them be the ones to vote people in. And that's actually – that could be an okay – I don't have a problem with that one. I think – of the writers, like you're saying, that they don't even cover baseball. It's like, who are these people that are just? I mean, to be honest, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> the <laughs> Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, because you can't, you know, like if you like a player, just that stand, no matter what where they are. So, I just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's like everything, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is this way, the Football Hall of Fame, all of them are just like we argue about the dynamic of getting in, but it's not, you know, like. It's never going to be perfect, but I just think in this case, it's clear that the writers, some writers are not, are just voting based off of uh, personal preferences rather than actual. But I, I guess, I mean, yeah, I, I think I could kind of agree with you there, but then I would say it isn't, I think it's, unless you had a formula that basically just said, if you qualify, if you, this is what yeah, you meet X, Y, and Z, you get in the hall of fame. I think you're always going to have some sort of personal bias in, in voting into the hall of fame is, is if the humans are involved, there's going to be some kind of personal bias, whether we True. want it to be or not, and whether it should be or not. I, I don't know. I don't know that having the players vote. I don't think it's an awful idea. I, I but I, I don't know. I don't know a better idea than what we have now. But I, my question is, who? And maybe I should know this, but who owns the Hall of Fame? Is it the writers, or did MLB did baseball? Like, who is they gave the the writers the vote in like the forties, right? Yeah, I'm not even sure. Yeah, and then there's other there's there's other Hall of Fames throughout the U.S. as well. Yes, tied to either teams or whatever. It could be anything. Yes, there, there's. I know. I've only seen the the Negro Leagues one in Kansas City, um, but I know that there are other Hall of Fames, and the teams have their Hall of Fames and and things like that. So yeah, but I don't. As long as you have the human element in voting, which sounds awful for baseball, because now we're talking about replays and everything. The human element, the human element, the human element. I think as as long as the human is involved in making a decision, you're you're not going to be able to remove the bias that you would, should remove. So, maybe we have AI smart enough in five, ten years, and they do the voting for us. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. 
I mean, looking at next year's class, we have Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, and Sammy Sosa, which is their last year of eligibility. I personally feel like at least Barry Bonds has done enough for the game that he should be in the Hall of Fame. What do you guys think? So I, I could, I could agree, and I, I, I don't. Sorry, Drew, I didn't mean to step on your toes. I can agree that baseball on the field, yeah, but then didn't he got charged for tax evasion, and I can't remember if he got convicted or not. But then there's the moral clause of that. So if you want to ignore the 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 whole, did he take drugs? Did he not take steroids? Did he not? Then there's the whole. He went through a tax evasion trial, and I thought he was convicted, and I should know that, but. It's hard because, like you said, you kind of have to look at their resume of work on the field because that's what, at the end of the day, they are being judged on. So I I agree with you. Um, and uh, the Washington, I think it was the Washington Post, had an article this morning or last night that basically that talked about this and reminded us that this isn't just the Hall of Fame. These aren't just the best players. These are people that... For kids, I grew up looking up to Derek Jeter, and I looked up to, to realize you shouldn't have. But I looked up to Alex Rodriguez and Mariano Rivera and Andy Pettit, and and these players were, when I was growing up, a big part of you know my love of baseball and the team, and so it's I I agree that I think Drew mentioned on a previous episode we're talking about you know you have one group of players and then you have another group of players who are good. But I don't know how you also get past the there there people kids should look up to. I, I don't know. But we, no, I agree with that. But the that. argument against that to me is always Ty Cobb. He was a terrible person. He did many terrible things, and he's sitting there in the Hall of Fame right now. I I I understand what you're saying, and I'm there are a lot of people in the Hall of Fame who morally probably should not be in the hall of fame this is why i don't i don't know that there's a perfect answer true i I, personally i would if i had the vote i don't if i had the vote i would struggle to vote for barry bonds despite everything he did on the field um maybe it's the as we evolve as society hopefully evolve as society we make the decisions that correct some of the mistakes that we've made i don't know well, could, we'll see Alex Rodriguez on the ballot next year. So, well, if he gets in, I, you know what? Uh, I, he's an interesting, he's an interesting one for me. I would, I don't know. If I had the vote, I would have to think long and hard and do a lot of soul searching if I would vote him in. Cause I would want to vote him in. But then I just told you guys I have a lot of issues with all of this stuff. And there's the, the, <laughs> so I don't know. Aren't you guys happy that we don't have to make that decision? True. Pass <laughs> it on to somebody else's plate. Right. <laughs> it's maybe one day I'll get the vote, but I don't have the vote now, and that's that's okay. I don't. I don't. But thankfully, you're not. It's not like ten people that are voting. It's like a couple hundred, a couple maybe a couple thousand people that vote. So, yeah. Okay. Well, any last words to touch on? On anything baseball or not? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this episode, and we will see you next time.